Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday night on TBS from June the 27th, 1992. We are less than two weeks away from Christmas, so Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, or have a good 25th if you don't celebrate all that stuff. Uh, If you're listening on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and the like button for us and help us grow the little old channel we have. It also makes Hopper happy, so make sure you subscribe and uh, hit the thumbs up button to like the video. Uh, You've got a little bit more than one week right now to take advantage of our Christmas sale on our Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt, where Doc and I have been putting up tons of extra content lately, Uh, one being the series on The Wrestlers, uh, the Netflix docuseries. We've done plenty of reviews of that series, and it's been a lot of fun. So you got to check that out there. Doc, let me welcome you in. It's just you and I as we continue to shift around these schedules due to um, personal situations in my life. What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing great as always. Um, you know, it's almost Christmas. and But in real life, we're still two weeks from Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. And so that leads me to my next uh, comment. Um, I need to I need to do a quick shout out. Is that okay? Maybe. Well, I, it's flowers time. <laughs> oh God. We need to deliver some flowers. I'm not no, I'm not doing this. Yeah, <laughs> you can so, get me to hang up on you and not do this episode today. That was that's the thing that ended the show. Well, if that makes you a problem, just wait <laughs> for this. In real shoot life, yesterday was the menace's fifty third birthday. That's not true. No? Not fifty third, but okay. Oh, okay. So, did you do something special last night to celebrate your big day? No. Why <laughs> I mean, not? because I'm old and I don't care to spe- celebrate, you know. You know what I want for my birthday? If you're hearing peace. this a month later? Not even on earth, just peace in your house. Uh, peace is peace would be a great thing. You know what I want for my birthday? Become a patron. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. What is that? What, that was my Apple Watch. 
Okay, I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's what you can give me for my birthday. Become a patron. Sign up. Because we put a lot of work into this show, and that would make me eternally happy. You want to give me some flowers? Those are the type of flowers I want. Yes, let's do that. Okay. Well, uh, so it's a little bit of a miss, and it's unfortunately the way we're having to do things through this this Christmas season and really the, the fall season, I'd say more than anything else. It's a real shame that we don't have uh, the, the hard buddy in the house. Cause he popped us both um, last week considerably with, he's trying to get his NFL blitz on and his friends are trying to get their blitz on in the background. And uh, can you imagine young Harper realizing that there's cocaine in the room? My God, well, you and I were marveling the next day when we were talking about him from last week when he said, and not only he said, but if you ever notice when Harper is telling these stories, Doc and I have to frequently go on mute or we forget to go on mute. We're dying. Do you ever notice how he finds none of it funny? He's just stating the facts with a straight face usually. And it's just matter of fact stuff. He's like, well, I, you know, bro, I, I used to think cocaine was was for rock stars, and then I realized, oh, it's just my fucking dumbass friends who, you know, you know, my, my that that flunked out of Delgado can 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 do it too. And I just was like, man. And he's 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 saying this with a straight face. There's no pause. There's no kind of giggling at all. It's just matter of fact. And Doc and I are choking because we can't stop laughing. He's a it's amazing. It's, am- it's amazing. It is absolutely here's amazing. The thing, we say this all the time, but I think people may think that we're exaggerating or um, for a fact. So I want to say it again out loud so everybody can hear this. So we're always working on a little bit of flexibility with our schedules to try to get the, these shows in. And so while Tuesday is always the show, um, sometimes I, I have I have soccer duty and sometimes i don't and so my soccer duty shifted three times or so that day like i got it i don't got it and so i'm texting the guys and i'm like okay so we may be able to start a little earlier or we may be able to start uh we're gonna be back at regular time oh no it's earlier no it's regular time and it sucks because it's just like jesus christ (laughs) a harper never ever jumps in on the thread to let you know that he's seen this, it registered, he got it, he's planning to be there tonight, um, that he's on board. Now, he might send us a meme that cracks us up. I mean, that might happen. Right. Yeah. But it's the day of the show, and while we know we're recording tonight, we're trying to nail down what time, so that if we can go a little earlier, that's always you know helpful for us older guys that get sleepy. And the first, so there's like this thread of me sending messages and you kicking me in the knees. And the first time I hear from Harper that day is, hey. And so when, when people think, the other thing I want people to know is all of this that happens, happens spontaneously in the moment, which is what makes it even more tremendous. Because the first time I talked to Harper all day on the day of recording was on the air. Yep. He wouldn't respond. And, that's not, and it's not a, a 
that's not an unusual occurrence. We laugh and joke about it. Yeah, he when when he was whatever five minutes late or whatever that day when he was on, it, the like I I hadn't heard from him all day. I'm like, is he coming? He's supposed to be here. But that's what it was. Like fifteen minutes before, he was like, "All right, bro, I'll be seven thirty. And I, I, Doc and I are like, "All right, seven thirty. And even though he said seven thirty, it ended up being like seven thirty nine. I mean, just I'm saying. <laughs> but, but but the funny part is we hadn't heard from him until then, and then he gets on and he spits out this gold. And we had to have him because we were talking about the James Mitchell spot with the cocaine and the Sinets and the strippers because, you know, he was one of the first people who said, Brad, did y'all see James Mitchell at NWA? And and so we had to have him because we wanted him for that spot. Right. You need him, but he's nowhere to be found. And he's not done any sort of communication to let you know. I mean, this is a guy who got drunk one time and forgot that we were recording. Remember that? He said I got day drunk. We were we were starting to get nervous in for a shoot. I forgot I got drunk. He he when he finally came to and texted us at ten thirty that night, he was like, Bruh, 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 I forgot. I, I I ended up being off at work. I got day drunk and fell asleep. Cause I was like, should we be concerned? And you're like, I don't think so, but it is weird that he didn't, you know. Right, nothing. Even during the time like, we were recording, nothing happened. Well, it Crazy. did end up apparently costing um, NWA their spot with uh, CW. Uh, they're they're going with NXT, so there you go. Cocaine is bad, kids. Is that factual? I mean, like, I still haven't seen that confirmed. And yes, we're recording this like way a month before you'll hear this. You know, as a wrestling journalist, I, I think maybe we'll... <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. As a wrestling historian... Wait, you're an industry expert, right? Industry expert. That's right. Um, yeah. I think we should probably just wait and see what happens. I'm going to watch so. the CW 24 seven and I'll let you know what happens. Yeah, that sounds like a great plan to me, too. Um, OK, Doc, on that note, do we want to get into some Saturday night on TBS? We got a. So I have a question. Yes, we do. And it's the 27th of June as you start to bring it up. Now, we're going to see a little bit of clips from Beach Blast, but I have a question. This mm-hmm. is still two or three days before the clash, correct? You mean when they tape this? When's the clash? Okay, when you ask when the clash is, just remember, the clash was taped. I don't give a shit. Before... When does it air? Oh, no, 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 no. This is June 27th. The clash aired before this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, so... the sequence was... Saturday night, June 20th, aired. The pay-per-view aired that night, June 20th. That Monday or Tuesday, following the pay-per-view, Clash 19 aired. Okay, following? And yeah. then Saturday the 27th aired. So at this point, this is a good question. At this particular point, everything had aired in terms of the pay-per-view and the Clash. The pay-per-view aired, the Clash aired three days later i believe i could look it up but that's fine i just trying to keep everything straight here this is a a disaster no Um, it's a good question because to to be honest they're cramming in a lot of shit here there's four like this is the fourth episode inside of seven days 
If you're if you're talking if you're not counting main event and all that other shit, we're talking two Saturday nights, pay per view and clash, all inside of seven days. Flooding the a market lot of content, with bro. product. <laughs> a lot of content. Lots of content. Lots of content. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it, it's it's been a lot. Okay, so you, what else you were gonna ask? You were asking that, and then what else? So in the open, they have all these clips from Beach Blast, and so like I watched Beach Blast, so I'm like I don't give a shit. But then I start thinking about it. If I was watching during this time period, them shits would have been everything because I didn't have money to watch the pay-per-view. So that's the only place I'm going to see something about the, the pay-per-view is on these little snippets. And I'm looking yeah, at we man, that. I wish I, I wish I had money to watch this shit, man. Come on. That would have been awesome. Fuck. Why am I so poor? When am I going to get my life together? We say that all the time, man. We We kick this stuff in the balls when they show replays but as i'm getting the video version started for june 27th here when the show opens and they're showing a replay of paul lee telling steamboat he'll never get a shot at the u.s title uh from rude and then cactus attacks steamboat we would have never seen this any other type of way and it's we not even seen that you wouldn't have seen it i don't know what a pay-per-view looks like smells like or feels like like i i Oh, so that's what they do at pay-per-views? Kick ass. Because I don't know. Well, this is a big clip to, for them to like replay because you see Cactus attacking Steamboat. And yeah, I mean, this is this is good shit, man. <laughs> you, 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 you didn't get the pay-per-view, so you're lucky if you got the Saturday night because I still didn't have cable by this time. Um, yeah, you, this is good. You, you're like in heaven. I got, pay- <laughs> I got cable now. But I'm not watching wrestling. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> well, it's a different time. All right. So you're right. This was a big moment. After that particular replay, that was from Beach Blast. We do go to the formal intro with Jim Ross and Michael Hayes. They open it up from center stage. Uh, the records just so just say taped in June of 1992. So I don't know what the actual date was uh, that this taping took place. Uh, Hayes calls the Steiners and Gordy... Um, and Dr. Death, a train wreck, and they talk about some of the happenings with the feuds that are heating up. Uh, did you need some audio from Michael Hayes here as he talks about that, Doc, or no? Not really. I'm just going to ask the question as we go through this. The Freebirds are supposed to be baby faces, right? Bruh, I don't know what the hell is going on with the Freebirds, to be honest. They, they, okay. they remember when they reintroduced them? Uh-huh. As baby faces, so I can't tell you, man. I don't know. Okay. What the, I don't know what. I don't. I don't think they know, and I think that's a problem. But it's mm-hmm. not something I get. Uh, I get hung up on too much. Okay. It's not. It's not the worst thing ever. I mean, we've seen worse, but it. Your point is valid. Okay. Because because Hayes is coming across as a heel here, right? Is that what you're going to say? Kind of heelish. Yeah, but not totally very much. Right. All right. Anything else before we go to the first match? Let's hit it. Steve Austin with the wise man, Paul E. Dangerously, is going to take on Joey Maggs of Smoky Mountain Wrestling fame in the first match. Doc, I wanted to point something out to you here. This is the, this was, I don't think I've said this to you yet. I want you to notice something that's, that's happening now on Saturday night. Notice where the heels are coming out from and notice where the baby faces are coming out from. Difference? It's got to be a Bill Watts thing. Has to be. Why would they yeah. all be coming from the same place? They could just fight in the back. Exactly. So the heels you'll see come out from on the steps that kind of come up onto center stage. 
like the little entryway. And then you'll see the baby faces come out from the traditional hallway we've seen now for years that you, you all hate. Well, I don't say years, but months. I think that's a, I'm almost 100% sure that's a Bill Watts thing that, that we're seeing. Now, AEW does that, right? Does what? Heel and baby entrance tunnels. I guess. I mean, do they still do the thing where they? it's like the same stage, but they come out from one yes, entry side? Or I guess. Another? Yeah. I yeah. I haven't seen I, it in a while, but okay. Let me tell you this. I kind of like it. You kind of like what we're seeing here in 92 with them coming out of different tunnels or, or different, different doors? Yeah. That's what it I needs think it to makes be. Sense. I agree. I tell you what made it hard on the indies, though, back in the day. Like, we'd work in buildings where we literally would be on opposite sides of the building. That's that's hard when you're first trying to learn to wrestle. Because <laughs> you don't get to talk to the dude beforehand. The first time you see him is in the ring. Yeah. Like, unless you got there super duper early. But, yeah, it's just like, okay, the refs, tell the ref, tell him this is what the, the opening is and this is what the finish is. Everything else you just fill in in between. You're like, you're like okay, okay. Wait, I got a couple of questions. And the referee, all you see is the referee's ass as he's leaving the room. You just kind of go with it, but it is different. Um, Can you give me right. 425 here? Well, here it is. Four, we're on 422 right here I on this match. I hate that move right there. What move? Austin giving him the shame, shame, shame. That looks stupid. Okay, I don't... I didn't blink seeing him do that, but all right. You're big, bad, stone-cold Steve Austin, and you're shaming people. Come on. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I like I don't Austin's haircut though. You can see his face now. He looks like more of a star. Only thing I think of when I see that haircut is like what Mike Crockett said. It makes me think of uh, him and Pillman tagging because that's the dude he has during the Pillman and Austin era, which isn't too far off. Bro, I watched. I went back and watched some of that Pillman's got a gun shit not too long ago. <laughs> that shit was crazy. I can't imagine. If they did that in 2023 with the state of the world right now, God, bro, you want to? That would be worse than the James Mitchell snorting cocaine spot. Maybe, but I just love stuff that's like, I love the part of wrestling, which is how'd they get away with that? Because then we got something to talk about. It's if that, I wanted to just watch 60 minutes of guys on the mat wrestling. I could get that done, but I want to know, like, or he's got it. They're saying he's got a gun, and then we went off the air. Two moments here that I'm gonna throw out there. That was a national platform. Obviously, we got a guy with a with a gun. Obviously, it's just crazy. Think about they did that in 2023. And I always think about Ron Wright with the, with the goddamn Nazi flag. Jesus, Can you imagine that in 2023? Sitting there next to Soli. Sitting there next to Soli, he's got a black man behind him. And he's yelling and screaming, ah, you gonna put this flag down on this table. And Soli, I don't want that flag here, Mr. Wright. Ah, you gonna put this flag. And then product placement with the mellow yellow was just insane. Talk about losing your cola sponsorship. Man. That actually happened on a wrestling television show, man. I'm just saying. This is but just you got to understand, there's no not one inkling atom molecule of our being that supports being a Nazi. But the overall piece of that show is tremendous because it is so outrageous. That it's nuts. That I mean, 
Now, if you weren't sure, and let's be clear, we could, but Ron Wright's the biggest heel in the world. Well, he had a, remember he had the stormtrooper? So he had the stormtrooper and a black man behind him. And it's absurd. It's absurd outrageousness, too, which is even better. Because if wrestling's not going to be absurd on some level, then I don't want to be a part of it. But you're like, dude, this guy's rolling out a Nazi flag. And just the the mere sight of it makes everybody, you know, normal people uncomfortable. That flag was like eight feet by six feet. That was the other part. Dude, it was so big. It was like a fucking banner. It wasn't even. Right. The the insanity of that is nuts, bro. Well, it's that's what makes it gold in my eyes. Is like, I don't remember who wrestled on SmackDown last week, but I ain't ever forgetting that shit. And if you want to know what we're talking about, and you're new to the show, just go on our YouTube channel and Google uh, Ron Wright's um, flag promo. I think is what it's titled. USA Wrestling. Um, well, no, we did a, I, the segment we did on it. I posted like with okay. the video, I was able to put that on YouTube cause WWE couldn't copyright that, but that is on YouTube on yeah. our YouTube channel. So you just got to check it out. Okay. All right. We'll keep moving, but it's just that segment is so nuts in so many ways, but all right. So we keep going. Steve Austin defeated Joey Max rather quickly with his, um, uh, stun gun finisher. Hayes and JR throw to a replay of Gordy and Dr. Death from the clash of the champions, which was at the clash. They did most of the first round matches, but this match ended up being something that Bill Watts booked on the flyer, at least positioned it that way where Gordy and Dr. Death took on the Steiners in uh, what was, what ended up being round two. It was the only round two match on the show. Check out our review on Patreon above about it. And we can, you can hear us review it there. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT Hayes and JR announced that a rematch of the teams has been signed, but they don't know when that will be at this point. And before we go to the next match, JR and Hayes briefly discuss the breakup of Larry Zabisco and the Dangerous Alliance, and then they throw to a replay of the breakup before we go to the next match. So we see clips of the Steiners and Dr. Death and Gordy, and then they narrate us through that. Doc, did you, I mean, I, I wasn't going to review this here because it's, it's on the Clash review, but any thoughts? You did watch this. Did you have thoughts? I, I did. Uh, no, nothing specific, more in general. The point I, I, you know, I hate to sound like JR here, but man, if this is what we're doing, I'm here for it. These four, first of all, the Steiners are, you know, we've talked about this for a few few years, how over they are. And they got mm-hmm. some opponents now that are credibly can stand across the ring from them and throw hands. I will say this. Um, the the pay-per-view match was better than I believe the clash. And I recorded those a month ago. So bear with me because I, I may be conflating them here. One of the matches I thought they laid on the mat a lot. They beat each other down. Don't get me wrong, but they also laid on the mat a lot at the same time. These are four big bastards, dude. They just, and nothing they do is weak. Nothing. Nothing they do is weak. So, and so I'm really, I, they, these four want to get in the ring. I'm going to watch it. How about that? That's my last take thing is 
I think I think it's it. This is when we talk about it being to me. This is everything Watt says when he says this is big men fighting and getting it on. The last thing I do want to say, and I won't get into the specifics, but Crockett and I thought the finish something was a little wonky from the clash with the with the two teams. It didn't. It just didn't seem right. You'll see it here. Um, th- th- there's there is something missed. Something we thought something got screwy with the finish. That the finish should have happened before it actually happened, which you see right there. Uh, yeah. We we kind of dissected in detail. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT on Patreon. Uh, there, there was something there with the finish that wasn't real good. Like, that's why I think the the beach blast um, was better. But you know, we'll see. Um, all right, Doc, let's keep moving. Uh, the next match we see is Larry Zabisco versus the Avenger. The Avenger is just some random dude under a mask. He's very tall, but he appears to just be some random guy. Um, they they also show, like I said, a replay of the breakup with the Zabisco that we covered several weeks ago. Um, I got a question. I don't know who. Sure, go ahead. I don't know who the Avenger is, though. I, I tried to the look and not find anything. That mask looks pretty cheap. No. The the what looks very cheap? The mask. The mask. Yeah. Oh, that the Avengers wearing. I don't know what the hell yeah. that is, dude. Can you describe it? Well, my thing is, is why don't you just rip it off? Because, I mean, there's no lacing or it's just a sock on his head. Just rip it Um, off. Well, I mean, it's not just a sock. It's it is stitched and it does have eye holes and it's got a weird looking nose. Here's my thing about this match. I don't know who this guy is that's under the Avenger mask, but he he knows what he's doing. Like he goes up for a body slam and he took it perfect. So he like he knows how to sell like right here. He goes up. What he did was textbook body slam, post on the on the thigh, and then he moves his hand up. He, this dude is somebody. I just don't know who he is. All right, we'll get what's his name? Tim Marecci. Marecci, Maselli. That's what a Har- yeah. I couldn't get that man because Harper, Harper says Maselli. It's funny because Tim changed his name to Maselli on Twitter. <laughs> Harper said there you that go. There you go. Lean into the gimmick, Tim. Lean into the gimmick. Tim's a when Hardbody gives you a name, that's your name. Yeah. All right. <laughs> he called him a Dago bastard, though. That, that was unfortunate. I'm going to suggest that that was a little too far, but whatever. But I guess, you know, Hopper is, he, he's mostly Italian, so I guess it's okay for him to say it. I know. I'm just saying, he, <laughs> he said, well, what? You remember what led to it? He's like, I, "What's his name? The, the one that gave us all the wrestling, I, I, t- Tim Maselli, Dago bastard." <laughs> it's fucked up, dude. That's we'll our guy. Tim he, That's Tim, who we're. Tim, what, Tim did, what, did, uh, what did uh, Christopher say in the uh, Sprinters? That's my uncle Tony. That's the guy I'm going to hell for. Yeah. All right. That's, uh, that's our guy. That's who we're going to hell for. Anything from Avenger here and Zabisco? No. Nah. He knows what he's doing. Like the guy knows how to wrestle. That's that's all I'm saying. Like this is not some schlub out there that they just threw under a mask like they see from time to time. But uh, Larry Zabisco hits a brainbuster and Larry wins by pin. Uh, after that, we get oh Larry, he's got a, something to say, Doc, because of uh, you know he's he's scorned. 
So how about we go to Larry Zabisco? We I don't know if we've heard from him since the quote unquote breakup. Uh, do you remember hearing from him like in long long form? No. So here's Larry Zabisco cutting a promo after his de- uh, after defeating the Avenger. Here it is. It's our first opportunity to talk with Larry the Crutcher Zabisco since leaving the Dangerous Alliance. I'm sure you got a lot of th- things to say. You know, Paulie dangerously wanted me to come out here and prove myself to the Dangerous Alliance. But when I had Austin flat on his back, I'm cold. Did I prove something to you, boys? Huh? When I smacked you, Paul, and that sweat exploded from your face and your molars cracked, did I prove something to you? Nobody calls me trash. You know, I should have figured all along, Bobby Eaton, the biggest puppet of the DA, would be at Paulie's beck and call. Well, you know, it's going to start with you, Eaton. I'm going to take you and I'm going to punch your face in till it's all swollen. I'm going to yank your hair out. I'm going to make you so incredibly ugly that when you and Paulie are walking down the street, people are going to think you guys are twins. It's going to start with Eaton. It's going to end with Paul E. Dangerously. Now look at all you punks in the DA. Use your time wisely take the opportunity and get all the lies out of your system while you can tell the whole world you're not afraid of me (laughs) well you will be boys you will be the match coming up larry the crutcher zabisco and beautiful bobby eaton and fans and we come back it'll be ron simmons um, I don't remember if this leads anywhere, Doc, like substantial. I don't think it does. And they shouldn't have broke them up this quick. But that was pretty goddamn good, even though I don't know if we really get a payoff. That's the shitty part if we don't, because that was a hell of a good promo. And if we're going to just retire soon, what's the point? Yeah. Because I like that promo a lot. I thought he told a... a a concise story to hit on everybody, but how he's his plan and he's going to take I mean, shit. Wish Sting would have cut that promo, to be honest. Yeah, I, you, you can hear no argument for me. I mean, it was really good. Larry was fantastic there, and it's just really shameful. We, <laughs> I, I just, I don't remember like there being a huge payoff. That's why I'm like, I don't think, but. Dub C Dub, everybody. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll say we'll, yeah. we'll keep covering the event in case something happens. I get asked all the time where that comes from, covering the event, because you and I kind of talk inside baseball with it. I think one day we'll have to tell a story. I don't know. We we tell y'all a lot. We try to involve as many of the listeners as we can remember. We try to make this an inclusive, safe space for all of our friends. Some things we got to keep to ourselves. While we give you everyone their flowers, um, no, we we really gonna we need to tell it on Patreon or something. We got to tell a story. Let's build a new Patreon tier and tell it there. Okay, no. All right, we'll keep the show moving. Ron Simmons takes on Bob Cook next, and uh, Ron beats him rather quickly. Um, 
Hayes calls Ron's finisher. Look at that drop kick Ron through <laughs> a sidewalk slam. It's really a spine buster. I don't know why they say that. JR does that too sometimes. It's a modified version of a spine buster, in my opinion. Not the same as Arn's. Anyway, that's Doc, why your thoughts calling on calling it something different. Doc, your thoughts on Simmons versus Cook here? Dude, at one point, Cook slapped Ron Simmons. And I know Terry Taylor had done that a few weeks back. I ain't slapping Ron Simmons. It's a big old dude, bro. And he's unfuckwithable. I stood I, next to him one time and I, uh, when I first started. And, and mountain of a man, huh? Just not just tall, but like just it doesn't come big. across how thick he is on TV. Big dude, bro. Big dude. Yeah. As Bruce Pritchard says, that's one big bastard, you know? So, I mean, he's just, he's just a big man. Man, I'm telling you, Ron is over here. The crowd is with mm-hmm. it, and he had a crisp little match. Made himself look good out there. That's my that's my notes. Well, Bob Cook knows how to work. Don't be True, fooled by helps. Bob Cook. Yeah, and um, he puts over Ron and makes him look great. And I totally agree with you. We keep moving after Ron wins, and we go to the WCW Magazine segment with Eric Bischoff, who is going to plug the Great American Bash pay-per-view, where the headline match, as you all know, is Sting versus Vader with the one of the headline matches. Let me call it like that, and we'll talk more about that later on. Sting versus Big Van Vader for the WCW World Heavyweight title. We do get a meat and potatoes promo from Sting, Doc. Do I need to play that? It was very monotone. Yeah, you don't have to, and I thought it was okay because I think my my note here was okay, and I think it's not the content. I think when he gets excited, it's like kids like it, but it just when he gets too excited, he loses the plot. And so I think he's actually better in these scenarios where he doesn't say anything of any huge significance. He's not going to be out there cutting hard times promos, but at least he doesn't say things that are completely like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" No, it is when he gets up all amped up. It's like he gets ahead of himself with his words, maybe, and like starts rushing. What he, yeah, yeah. I okay, that might be what's happening. We'll send you to promo but, um, class. That'll fix it. Right. Anyway, Sting. Although I did listen to Corny, I never see. Here's the. I, this isn't fair. I did listen to Cornette's YouTube clip about Sting's, I guess, retirement announcement promo, and it sounded like it just went on and on forever. Shocking. All right. Um, They show the matches that we'll see, which consist of the quarterfinals of the tag tournament. So remember, we still got this NWA tag team title tournament. We only saw most of the first round. We we saw all of the first round at the clash, along with one second round match, which was Steiner's Doc and Gordy. Let's Um, take a bad idea and just stretch it the fuck out. How about that? Yeah, they 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 stretch it out into the Great American Bash. So we're going to see the quarterfinals, the semis and the finals. For the NWA World Tag Title Tournament. Um, so there's that. We still got that going for us, I guess. All right. The next match um, that we then get into is the Super Invader versus Chris Sullivan. Doc, I I got to be honest, man. I, I don't know what we keep doing here with the Super Invader. It's, it's because I know it goes nowhere. It's just dead end. I don't really know what to think about it. It's a quick two-minute match. He hits Sullivan with a power bomb and he wins by pin. But th- there's just nothing here with this. My exact was nope. D- I don't like. So this it wasn't. At all. It, it wasn't. And it's not Hercules. It's not Ray. I, I, that's not the point. 
What, I go to high school with him? Did you just call him Ray? <laughs> you just did a D-man. I go to high school with him. Did Did you hear that? Mikey and DFW is going to love that. Did you hear that, Mikey and DFW? <laughs> Doc just called him. First, he said Hercules. I, I'm shocked you didn't call him Herc, because some, some people Herc. I hear do that. But then you called him Ray. Would you go to high school with him? <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesus. It's not about him. I just, this is not working for me. Well, I will, will tell you what is working. So during the clash, Harley Race approached Ron Simmons. And if you're a patron, you heard a hell of a promo from Ron Simmons. Harley was very condescending towards Ron. And Ron got on their ass. And it was great. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT is where we broke that on down. That's where you can really see the push for Ron Simmons becoming or, or wanting to become the next world champion. And you see the rocket being strapped to his back. So Harley Race here is going to be responding to Ron Simmons and kind of what took place at the clash. Here that is. Michael here with Harley Race and Super Invader. You've had a lot of big things coming up in the next few weeks. We know Sting and Big Van Vader's rematch has been signed. But what's the big problem here with Ron Simmons? Well, let me tell you something. Simmons, you want to stick your nose in our business? Then you're going to pay the price. You look at this man right here. This man is for real. He's here. He is the man of the hour right at this particular moment. And Simmons, guarantee you, you're nuts if you want to get involved with this combination. Big Van Vader is on his way back. And he has already got it initialed. The contract with Sting. Sting, you're a crazy individual to want to get involved with tag matches with this man and the big Van Vader ahead of what you're already looking at. Van Vader tucked you out of wrestling for almost six weeks. He tore your rib cage apart. And buddy, if that's not enough, then you come and get it because guarantee you, Van Vader's gonna wear the crown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna thank Harley Race and uh, the Super Invader for their time. Uh, thank you very much, gentlemen. I'm sure that. Got any thoughts on Herc right there, Doc? Did you go to high school with him? Um, everything Harley talk. says is believable. <laughs> yeah. And again, you got to have the perspective of that um, Clash promo, which was phenomenal. Okay. Just good shit. Okay. So anything else before I go to Ron Simmons? No. All right, let's go to Ron Simmons here. He's got a promo that he's got to cut. Here we go. In the arena, and if we can get Ron Simmons out here, I'd like for Ron to address what we've just heard from uh, Harley Race. We, Ron is here. Ron, come on out. I know you can hear those comments that were directed right at you, big man. Jim Ross, let me tell you something. I have come out here week after week and heard people mention Ron Simmons' name. But Ron Simmons ain't hard to find, and he said that he's a real man. Well, what do you think I am, made by Mattel? Let me tell you one thing. If you want Ron Simmons, all you got to do is step out here right now if you want me so bad and show the people what kind of man you are. You think I'm worried? No, I'm not worried. 
in the words of the great Bill Watts and the Dusty Rose, when you're going one way and that's to the top, if you don't succeed the first time, there's always another time. You work hard and be better than you were before. I have been out here busting my week after week. Do you think I'm afraid of you because you come from Bangkok, because you're Vic Van Vader? Hey, I don't care if you invade here from Mars, from Mars, Jupiter, wherever you want to go. In the words of the great late Dr. Martin Luther King, I stand here not worried, for I fear no man, for my eyes have seen the coming of the world title. All right, those strong comments from Ron Simmons, and we'll be back on WCW Saturday. He got a little twisted there, but I think it's, I, I like when that happens. Tracy did that in Smoky Mountain a few times. We talked about, you know, you're amped up, man. It ain't going to come out perfect. Like, like it's right. Scripted. I'm hot. And, yeah. And you know, when you're mad, you, it doesn't always now, come out the way I, you I want it to. I argue that Bill Watts and Dusty didn't say that together and sit down and pin that quote, but you know. All right. Yeah, I agree. That was good. <laughs> Very good. Uh, you can see it. Uh, we are positioning him, and we got no complaints As on the how they're Dusty doing. Dusty Rhodes said, "We're trying to get, we're trying to get people over in a fake fucking business, brother, baby." No, that that was Kevin Sullivan, sir. But we'll continue. Dustin Rhodes is taking on Terry Taylor. As you can see, what I'm talking about here, you really see it. Dustin comes out the baby face through the hallway, and Terry came from the stairs. Uh, Dustin takes on Terry Taylor. Simmons joins JR on commentary. He provides his thoughts on Dustin Rhodes being an up-and-comer and and how the future is very, very much bright for Dustin. And I thought this was an excellent match. There was lots of back and forth. The crowd was into it. Taylor at one point hit a reverse DDT, but Dustin kicked out. But let me go to you. What do you have from this one? You know, this was a decent little mid-card match here. I didn't really care. I don't know why. But I thought Taylor was bumping his ass off for Dustin. Mm-hmm. Sure was. And so there was nothing, nothing bad to say about this match. It just wasn't, it didn't hit me 100% right. I got to see this, but there was nothing wrong with it. So Dustin in the finish is about to, and I think the story of this is actually the finish, not necessarily so much the back and forth with the actual match. But Dustin, out of nowhere, hits a bulldog, and he's about to pin Taylor. But Valentine runs in, and he breaks it up. So Taylor is DQ'd because of that. Because of that. Valentine puts Dustin in the figure four, and then Taylor is about to come off the top rope. Again, this is a DQ, so it doesn't even matter if he's coming off the top rope now. But Simmons runs down, because remember, he's on commentary, and he puts a stop to it all. And the crowd that was already really amped up they're going fucking nuts when Simmons throws Taylor off the top rope and then Simmons starts laying into Greg Valentine. I mean, this was, to me, the story of this was more about D- Dustin wins by DQ, but we're going to show how tough Ron Simmons is too. We're going to send him out there and just kind of, you know, beat down two mid-carters and just really show how tough this guy is as he helps Dustin. Yes. It was good. And, and again, the reason I say it was great was the crowd is – ridiculously loud they are with it there's they loved all of it which i thought was was fantastic we go to the next match it is greg valentine versus mike graham i don't know last time he was on saturday night but here he is terry taylor joins on commentary now and jr tells taylor that he finds what they were about to do to dustin despicable 
Jerry's JR's not happy with Taylor and Taylor says, "Well, I don't care, JR." And then they go on in a civil manner. It sounded like they were about to have this big old argument, but then they just stop arguing and then just have this civil discussion, and it just sounded really hilarious because JR was sounding like outraged and then it just petered out to nothing on commentary. <laughs> I have more notes on that than I did the match. Um but anyway, uh, Taylor also does make some more comments about Dustin. He says, Dustin is riding on his father's coattails. And Taylor says, if my dad was a doctor, um, you know, you didn't see me. Uh, well, he claims his dad is a doctor. He says, you don't see me impersonating a doctor. Mm, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll go to you. What do you have from uh, Mike Graham and Greg Valentine? Well, it was weird because Valentine was just out and now he's back out. Yeah, and Taylor was too, and now he's on commentary. Yeah. Yeah, I I, um, I kind of had that same note. I was like, it's kind of We said it before. Graham is good in the ring, but he's just so normal looking. He was a guy like him was very much built to be like a territory star. I mean, he knows everything. He knows everything needs to be done. He's a technician. He can tell you what you're doing wrong. It just kind of on Saturday night, that national platform, he just wasn't, it just wasn't built for him. And he loses. I did Valentine. like Taylor on commentary talking about Johnny Valentine. I mean, just, I thought that was interesting. I didn't have a note from it, but yeah. Okay. Valentine is rolled up, but he kicks out and Graham flies into the turnbuckle. Valentine then drops an elbow and wins by pin. And that was it. All right. Uh, Greg Valentine gets the win. We continue uh, and we go to Tony Schiavone who presents the top 10 for this week. And we are back to not being able to properly capitalize states, which I'm glad Hopper's not here because he would be all over this once again for the 9 million time talking about uh, how do you not know how to do this? (laughs) I don't know. Arn Anderson's from a whole state. Ricky Steamboat's from Charlotte, North Carolina. It's all very entertaining here when you watch. I think these. you're being too nitpicky here. They got most everything correct. Okay. <laughs> um, after that, Jim Ross and Hayes throw it to a promo from the Steiner brothers. And Scott says, you may have hurt me, but I'm still coming. And then Rick says, we're coming for you guys. Talking about the um, uh, Dr. Death and Terry Gordy. Do you have any thoughts from that, Doc? I don't, I don't have anything from it. I didn't have anything was, from it. Super duper quick. After that, we go to Barry Windham versus John Peterson. And Michael Hayes is back on time commentary with Jim Ross. And Hayes says, I hear a little fear in the Steiner's voices as it pertains to Gordy and Williams. And Hayes comments on Dennis Brent on uh, being the editor of WCW magazine. And Hayes makes fun of Barry without the TV title since he did lose that to Steve Austin on the main event. And we saw the quick clip on last week's Saturday night. Another very quick match with Barry hitting Peterson with a suplex off the second rope and Barry wins by pin. Doc, any thoughts on this? Everybody's working arms tonight. It happens. Yeah. I mean, you know, what do you That's about say? all I had. Yeah. Nothing much else to really be said. <laughs> There's a superplex. Boom. Barry wins. 
But why wasn't he DQ'd? The guy kind of came off top rope. Uh, well, you know, sometimes we just make the rules as we go, I guess. Nikita Koloff in the next match is going to take on a gentleman by the name of Ruben Thomas. Oh, man, I wish Hopper was here um, to describe this Ruben Thomas guy. Because I, I feel like Hopper would be like, oh, God, look at this asshole. Yeah, this is our first <laughs> swim through the Ruben experience. Dude, we would get, this guy looks like a Jiffy Lube employee. Come on. That's exactly what Hopper would say. He's down yeah. at the Jiffy, Jiffy yeah. Lube changing oil. By the way, there's nothing wrong if you're working at the Jiffy Lube, man. If you're earning an honest living. God, man. I need more oil changed every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. We know you ain't good. If you had to change your oil, could you do it? I've done it before. Okay. I'm just making sure. It's been many years. It's not like hard to do at all. You're literally just draining the oil and putting fresh oil in and putting a new filter on. It's, It's not like a... It's definitely not like, um, you know, fixing an engine or it, it's, it's just maintenance. It's not hard at all, but you'd be I surprised. Yeah. All right. So any thoughts on Nikita versus Ruben Thomas? I, I did have one note during the finish because JR for the first time ever, he doesn't use the term Russian sickle. He just says the sickle is applied by Koloff. Yeah, and I think it's the I don't know if that's the first time he he never said Russian sickle, but I I just found that interesting. Did you have anything? I would. My only note was that in 1986, this match would have lasted less than a minute. Well, we got two hours of fill up here, so that's true. Yeah, but it does end rather quickly. All right, so I'll keep the show moving. Then let me get to the next timestamp. How's that sound? Okay, I guess it sounds good. So JR throws the footage from Worldwide of Rude telling Nikita he has two strikes and he challenges Nikita to come out and face him. I'm going to go to that audio right now and um, because there's some stuff that goes down here with Nikita coming out. And yeah, it's, this is they're trying to heat some stuff up. So here we go. Call off and ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking to Nikita in just a few moments, but last week on WCW Magazine, you saw Nikita turn down the offer to join the Dangerous Alliance. That didn't set too well with ravishing Rick Rude. Here's what happened recently involving Nikita Koloff and the United States Heavyweight Champion. You know what play ball means, Nikita? Do you know what a team is, Nikita? Obviously not, because the first inning has barely begun. And already you got two strikes against you. Strike number one. You threaten my woman. Strike number two. You make public the fact that you want to take my United States title. Now, Nikita Koloff, if you're the ball player you think you are, if you're one half the man you say you are, Step up to the plate right now. Let me throw that final strike. Come on, Nikita. Whoa. That sounds like an out-and-out challenge to me, Shivani. I would agree. You know, Nikita. Here he comes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Put that Lithuanian singlet back on, and, and he's going to step up to the plate, and he might crack him a home run. 
Bruh. <laughs> we ain't seen was, that since Baby Doll, bro. This was insane. Because, uh, I mean, you heard it there. Nikita, Rude's telling Nikita, you got two strikes, and he challenges Nikita to come out and face him. And Nikita comes out, and he, again, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. You can watch this with us here. He tosses fuck, Medusa. He grabs her by the hair, and she does the gimmick where she holds onto his, his wrist and goes with it. And she flies by the head and hair, ass over tea kettle. And, I mean, he throws her, and they start brawling. And Tony Schiavone's making excuses. Oh, yeah, He's from so a I different culture. Man, let me tell you something. Medusa looked good in that, that skit right there. Yeah, she was, she, was, she was hot. She was hot. She was all the way alive, brother. Yeah, yeah. She looked good. I, I, I got to say. Should we get she her some good. flowers? You know what I mean? Yeah, give her her flowers. <laughs> But, but um, I mean, you know, I, I actually applaud Tony Schiavone because he's trying to, yeah, he's trying to make it sound like, look, we're in 1992. I think men, I think it was well known by that point. You shouldn't be hitting your women, okay? Mm. And did did it, somebody tell Zeke Elliott that? Uh, no, they didn't. But, but um, it was really weird. I mean, I guess we're watching it two, th- through 2023 eyes. It's kind of weird because. He, Tony's like trying to trying to make excuses for the, for the heel maneuver he Man, just made. Man, Jesse Ventura's just over there making a lot of sense. Like, how is this okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> so this is okay. I, that just sounds like a problem with that culture. Jesse's saying. Um, the fans were going nuts though. So I, oh, I, they I guess were it's fine. Why not? All right. Any other thoughts? This was nuts. Yeah, I liked it. Let's continue because now we're going to go back to center stage where Nikita's on the mic. What a brawl between Koloff and Rude. And I know that you do have a match signed with Ravishing Rick Rude. What are your comments leading into that showdown? Well, you know, Ravishing Rick Rude, he talk about all these old things, right? Oh, if you can't beat him, join him, he said. You're not a, a team player, Nikita. Well, you know, as I travel up and down the road in the past, an old partner of mine, my old super partner, Dusty Rhodes, he taught me a few old sayings too, Rick Rude. He said to me, he said, Nikita, he said, know who's on your side and who's not on your side. He said, Nikita, draw the battle line and then let the game begin. Well, Rick Rude, I want nothing to do with the Dangerous Alliance. The battle line has been drawn. Tell all your friends, Arn Anderson, beautiful Bobby, Paul E, anybody else you got out there to stand off to the side, Rick Rude. Let's you and I, one to one, Chitoita, one to one, Rick Rude, get it on. You and I, one to one. And then, and then, Rick Rude, let's see who walks out, the better man. You've got something around your waist that I would like to have. It stands for something great. All these people out here know it. It stands for freedom. That's the USA belt. And I can think of nothing better than to take the USA belt and put it around my waist and become the people's champion. Jatoita. All right, what a showdown. Koloff and Rude coming up. And when we come back, six-man tag team. His promos have gotten a lot better. That was a pretty good promo, dude. I wonder if Dusty taught him Shatilata. He said Dusty taught him some things. This is, it's, you know, he, 
That was a good promo, dude. Like in the mid eighties, he would cut the promos and he would he would like yeah. act more like he couldn't speak English. And Ivan, but that's the thing too. Ivan was such a master of promos. Like he didn't get the credit he deserved. Maybe that's part of it. But that was because he went on. He was standing next to you know a star. What are you doing? There's a lot of crackling in your headset. That's why I'm... I, I don't know. I'm just sitting here. Hold on. Is that better? Yeah, it was like like something was scratching up against the mic or something. Or might have been my uh, five o'clock shadow. I don't know. Yeah, that that must have been it. We might want to shave that, no matter what Mrs. Doc says. Okay. Um, I thought that was good. You know, I look yeah. again. I don't know. <laughs> We're in some changing times. Not sure what's really going to go down with Nikita and the Dangerous Alliance and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, because we got the new sheriff in town with Bill Watts. But anyway, hell of a promo, um, especially after that segment. It's good stuff. Yeah, all right, we're I liked it. Next match, Doc, we got Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, Tracy Smothers, and Ricky Morton. This is a hell of a combination. If you'd have told me these three guys tagged together, I wouldn't have believed it. But here we are. Against Brian Pillman, Johnny B. Bat, and the Z-Man. Um, before I ask you about the match, Hayes is messing with JR, asking if he has a good lawyer. And Hayes says, because what you said on the hotline, you're going to need a lawyer for. But they never say what he needs a lawyer for. Guess we better and then, call the hotline and see what he said. And then, right. And then there's some inside baseball to Jim Ross about the job he got him in Atlanta on the radio. Um, but they don't really explain it. So if you know what that is, comment on Patreon so we'll see it. Okay. I just wanted to say that. Did you catch that? A little bit. Yeah, it's like they're just in the this inside. It's a lot of inside baseball. But okay, uh, let me go to you. What do you have from this six man tag five star Matt Classic? <laughs> I need an angle better than the one I'm giving. Um, but this is some. You know, jip jiving and socializing. If you got Morton and Smothers and all that action going on, yeah. Um, this is an innings eater. <laughs> all it is, bro. And at the end, <laughs> all we did was get Oli over again. Yeah. The thing is, you got Pillman. Okay. Take out the fact that they're just mistreating Smothers and Morton these days. And, of course, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, I mean, he's in the role he's normally in, which is putting people over as a member of State Patrol, even though it's just him right now. Like, I'm not a Z-Man fan, but you got Pillman and Johnny V. Bad in this who are generally just been kind of stars. I just feel like, why did they throw this out there? Let's get them out there. Okay, we'll yeah. make that work. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Uh, Johnny B. Bad is taking the heat. He makes the hot tag to Pillman. Pillman comes in rolling. All six guys end up in the ring. Pillman is the legal is legal man. He goes to the top rope to hit Tracy with a maneuver. And Oli the ref, like you said, we're getting Oli over. He sees Pillman go to the top, and he calls for the DQ because Pillman went off the top rope. And as Doc just said, this was more about getting Oli over making sure we know that Oli is the literal enforcer and we're not going to do shit that we used to do around here, even though coming off the top rope was not an egregious thing. No, this is Bill Watts, stupidity. 
right here. Okay. And I guess I'll leave it at that. The okay. worst part about I'll it, Doc, you. the worst part about all this shit is then these some bitches interview Oli about this. Here it is. Free of WCW Ole Anderson. Ole, I know that was not a very popular decision, but that is an automatic disqualification coming off the top rope and con- contacting your opponent. You had no alternative. There's no choice. The rules state that a man comes off the top of the rope and makes contact with his opponent. It's an automatic disqualification. The winning has to go to the other team. Brian, I explained that to you before. And just now, I told you why. You have to be thinking and you have to know you can't come off that top rope. Well, Jim, as you mentioned, it's not a popular decision. I cost my teammates a victory, but hey, just, you're right. You got beat. You ain't no more flying, Brian. If you can't come off the top rope. It's disqualification, man. Don't cry over spill will, boy. I'm the winner. I'm the man. I whoop hey. you and your mom and your dad, boy. Wait a second. Hold it. Hold it. <laughs> man, come on. Let me tell you something. I don't need to come off the top rope to kick your butt. Come on, let's really do it. Fans, we're gonna take a break and get this thing under control. We'll be back in a minute. I don't know if that's Tracy Swan song in WCW of a promo, if you want to call it one, but don't <laughs> oh, you cry over spilled milk, boy? I whoop you and your mom and your dad. <laughs> that was great. Oh boy. You have something was, there, and we just didn't do anything with it. But but the funny part is the goal there is to get Ole over, it seems. It, then we get two of our better talents who one was yeah. just taking a shit on and not going to do anything with. Comes out there and gets over with just a, just a simple line. Don't you cry over spilled milk, boy. <laughs> Condescending. Oh, man. Both of those guys are gone. That's insane mm. both younger than jr and Oli, and they're both uh. all right doc we go to the main event of the show which is arn anderson versus marcus bagwell uh jim ross does let us know that arn is signed to go one-on-one with sting but the title will not be on the line which is a bummer and i feel like arn's now getting lost in this fact that you know he's been talking about wanting the world title but now we got vader versus sting so we kind of know what's going to happen here um and then Hayes blames Paul E for not making it a title match. And I must say, he actually makes sense. He actually sounds like mm-hmm. a babyface at that moment because he keeps bouncing back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a timestamp. Hayes has okay. his thoughts about the bikini contest, but I want to go to you before I play that timestamp. No, I hit it. All right, let me get to it. All right, here we go. It's not quite at it, but it'll get to it in a second. Here it is. And regroup and come back after ravishing Rick Rude. We know that Rude has his share of problems right now with Nikita Koloff. Exactly. What'd you think of the bikini contest last Saturday night? Well, what wouldn't any man think about the bikini contest? I think that would make the late Truman Capote change his philosophy. Oh, yes, it would. But uh, nevertheless, you know how I feel about broads in the kitchen, the bedroom. We'll see you later. Bagwell. I hate Bagwell. I hate his looks. I hate spray, spray. Well. Okay. So we get a philosophy on a whole gender. <laughs> and then as a baby face, he says he hates Bagwell. <laughs> what are we doing? He's all over the place. He's been yeah, like this most of the episode. Pretty, yeah. Um, 
my only note here is that this is great for Bagwell to get some learning. Yeah, I agree. Back to Hayes. You know how I feel about broads in the kitchen, <laughs> in the bedroom, and see you later. Wow. Yeah. I just I my ears perked up. I'm, I'm sitting there watching this match because, like, to be honest with you, it's not really long, and Arn dominates Bagwell for the most part. It doesn't job him, but it it's just nothing to write home about. So I'm just kind of waiting on something to catch my attention, and it's Hayes. Yeah. Of course, Michael Hayes. All right, Arn catches Bagwell with a spine buster, and Arn it ends up winning by pin. Um, no surprise there. Beautiful spine buster. One, two, three, and it is over. Yep. Uh, on that note, we then – anything else before we go to Arn's promo to close uh, – pretty much close out the show? Let's hear what Arn has to say. Here we go. In the last few weeks about wanting that matchup with Sting for the heavyweight championship of the world. You have your opportunity in Atlanta's Omni on Sunday, July the 5th. I know you're upset with the situation because it will be a non-title event. Your response. They say adversity introduces a man to himself. Well, standing right here, I know who I am. That man, Sting... There's a guy that has been going through red tape all my life. They've always called Arn Anderson an overachiever. I wasn't big enough. I wasn't strong enough. I wasn't flashy enough. Well, the setting is the Omni. The place where Vader dropped you for three months. Broken ribs. I don't know if they're thinking, give Arn Anderson the sting in a non-title match. Give him a warm-up to get his mind right. And he don't stand anything to lose. Well, Sting, if you think you're going to use me for a warm-up, understand one thing. My focus is on myself and that world heavyweight title. If I have to beat you once to get a title shot, that's what I'll do. Because in that very same Omni, you are no longer immortal. You're just a man like me. You can be hurt and you can bleed. And if you can bleed, you can be beat. Irregardless of public opinion, I'm the man you got to look to, not Vader. Well, um, I think we know who gets our Rolex once again, maybe. We'll see, I guess. Um, Man. I love it because, I mean, Vader's been positioned as this immovable object, and he goes like, no, 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 let me get him on out of the way and get, get myself in here. That's, that's some greatness. Is he the best promo of all time? <laughs> Man, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard because you know you can't you can't disregard Austin, Austin's of the world, Stone Cold's of the world. It, Austin you know. was so tremendous. Flair is Flair. Yeah. Arn is Arn. You know, I when I was younger, I liked to who. Let's get these in order. And my kid does that. He's like, "Who's the seven best basketball players?" And I'm like, "Man, fuck, I don't know." But I can tell, you know, he wants them in order. Like, who's number three? Who's number five? And I'm like, I don't know, because I don't need five point guards. But I can tell you a grouping of people that I think are the best, you know? So is is Arn in that group? 100%. It's like Austin and Flair and Arn and Thunderbolt. No, Thunderbolt. I agree with everything you just said, except for one athlete. Michael Jordan. 
Oh yeah, well, I, like I said, I know who's number one in the basketball deal, and and he ain't asking about all time. He's asking about now. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like I'm with you when you because we did the top fives years ago, and now that I look at some of those top fives, I'm like, bro, I could actually make a case that maybe somebody I had number three on a list could be number one. Sure, sure. Or somebody I had that number was, two yeah, could gotta, be number four. We gotta talk about something. Right. It's it like once you put it in order, then you start like kind of you may see something new and maybe a new thing that you might be like wait was that person really number five so like i agree with you if you say give me your five not in any order it's a lot easier to give me the five to give you the yeah, five than then to rank somebody um as one through five because that's where that's where it's like eh. but i'm here to tell you the greatest basketball player of all time and i won't do this for any other sport I won't do this with football. I won't do this with baseball. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player ever. I, I, I don't, not disrespecting any of the athletes today, but it ain't, it's not, no, it, it's not a contest. He played in a different era. He'd score 50 a night if he played nowadays at his prime. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. No ifs, ands, or buts. Do you agree? One hundred percent. Yeah, you're a basketball guy. I'm a basketball. Um, it's just, oh my god, it kills me. Like I, I don't want to get off topic, but I'm about to. My my one of my good friends, his buddy, he starts talking about like today's guys, and he'll he'll bring up Steph and 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 Ja Morant and this one and that one. I'm like, or or Giannis. I'm like, what are you smoking? These, I mean, they're good, but and they're great. Don't get me wrong, they're great, but dang, Jordan, Jordan would have had trouble with Giannis, but but Jordan is still the greatest of all time. On that note, let's keep going because that's how this show wraps up. Remember, uh, the best way to support us is by becoming a patron at tinyurl.com/patreon. Btt, you can get access to Clash of the Champions nineteen that aired this week. Um, the Beach Blast 92 pay-per-view that aired. Plus, Doc and I have been doing the series that's, uh, it, we probably wrapped it up by now, but we're in the process of recording it as we record this. Uh, the Wrestlers on Netflix, all of that is available on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Plus, the NWA Power Shows with Sparks and a Little Fella Half Pint. The ECW Shows with Mike Prue and JV, the Boston Bad Boys, all available on Patreon. And um, I'm reminded by some people who have become new patrons that have said, man, we really enjoyed you guys doing Tales from the Territories as well on patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreon btt we did that uh what's the other series on vice um dark side of the ring tons of stuff available only on patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreon btt we're over 400 probably 500 plus audio shows at this point on patreon just tons of stuff that you can enjoy there tinyurl.com slash patreon btt and again when you sign up now through christmas you will get Two months for free if you go annual. That is for new patrons or if you're an existing patron on the month-to-month plan, you'll get two months free when you go annual. All right, Doc. What are you going to rate this one? Hour and a half, two hours without with commercials. A little lengthy here, long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, also, remember those pay-per-views and clashes this week? There was a lot of content to get through. <laughs> I'm going to... So, you know, this is good. I'm going to say B plus. All right. That's fair. B plus. Okay. I think I'm with you. I'm going to go B plus. Arn set it off at the end right here. This promo, that's that's how you go off air. Like with something good. I mean, it's not like 
you know, five star, like the greatest promo of all time, but you put a believable dude on your TV as you go off air talking about the world champion, even though he's not in that match at the bash. Mm-mm. Yeah. B plus, which then means we need to give out our two toot award in honor of Arn Anderson. Who gets the two toot award in honor of Arn Anderson? Who are you giving it to? I'm giving it to Arn. I I thought about Rude and Nikita. And I also thought about Ron Simmons. Mm -hmm. Uh, Larry Zabisco. Like, I changed my rating, actually. I'm giving this an A minus because Larry Zabisco cut a great promo. Ron Simmons cut a great promo, promo. Harley Race was great. Yeah, I'm changing this to an A minus now that I think about it. But but at the I'm end of the day, you. I'm gonna go with you, A minus. Okay, it's good to see your intelligence sometimes. I, I, but I think I got to go Arn Anderson, man. He, there's a lot of contenders for the. See, that's the thing. That's why I went A minus. There's a lot of contenders for the two two award. You can give it to Harley. You can't give it to Herc or Ray. Would you go to high school with him? what the fuck man she bro y'all think somebody needs to tell you you think you're fucking funny you ain't fucking funny but i mean you go ron simmons fucking funny all right (laughs) (laughs) we love you d man um yeah i gotta go on who are you going i'm not i'm gonna go with larry zabisco i thought larry his flowers (laughs) larry needs some flowers Jesus. Okay, that's fair. Mr. Larry's Whistler. That's Mr. Whistler? That's his shoot last name. Oh, gotcha. Oh. Well, you go to high school with him? I go to high school with everybody. <laughs> yeah, Larry was great. I mean, what else do you have from him? I thought about Ron. I thought about Rude. I thought about Arn. Everybody you mentioned, I thought about, but I just, I, I, my, my flowers are good. Maybe that's what we need to, we need to rename no. this section. Who gets the flowers? <laughs> no, because here's what will happen. So we know it's a gag gift type award saying give flowers. We're actually punching down at the term giving somebody their flowers. We think it's bull crap and we're tired of it. You'll have a new listener who will hear us say that and get mad because we're giving people flowers when it's sarcasm. And actually, I think you just hit, I think I thought about something. If we're going to give somebody their flowers, it has to be like the reverse toot toot. So maybe the okay. reverse toot toot becomes give them their flowers. We're booking the territory in the ring. I love it. Yeah. Do we really need, do we need, think about what you just said though. Larry. Rude, Nikita, Simmons, Harley Race, Arn. Is A minus too low? No. Okay. Just thought I'd ask. We got it right. We we fixed, we took in some information, we thought about it, we course corrected, and we did our job. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, on that note, um, that is going to wrap up this week's episode. I do want to remind everyone. You know, these Twitter streets or X streets or whatever the hell they're calling it now, you know, they, they, they don't treat you kindly if you're not paying for the blue check. So uh, do us a favor and um, help us out on Twitter. When you see me post the shows there, why don't you repost it, retweet it? It really does help the show. Quote, retweet it or, as well. Uh, it, I would greatly appreciate it. At the end of the day, if you don't have that blue check or you're giving, uh, you know, Milan us some money monthly, your, your stuff gets lost in the algorithm. So when you, our faithful listener, retweets it, 
it really does help it gives us the visibility that we're trying to get that we're not getting because we're not a blue checker so appreciate it um also share it on facebook when i do post it there that is grateful help as well in all forms of social media if you see it post it retweet it whatever it is doc we're gonna get out of here uh this was a fun show this week two show we knocked out the wrestlers before this and then this now so uh you got anything else or you want to hit the tagline so we can roll book it bitch